Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. 14th of May 2022, we're in uh, a federal election. Josh Burns, the Australian Labor Party candidate for McNamara uh, was asked a series of questions as were all candidates that we interviewed. Uh, Josh uh, put forward his vision for McNamara and what the Australian Labor Party would do if elected. Again, this was a top downloaded podcast in 2022. You are on Saturday Magazine Joy 94.9 with Macca and Tess. Our next guest is Josh Burns, the current federal member for McNamara for the Australian Labor Party. So, Josh, the rules are, in a moment, I'm going to give you 30 seconds or so to introduce yourself. Uh, Tess and I will then ask you questions in rotation. We ask that you try and keep your answers to about 30 seconds or so. I know it's hard to stop a politician talking. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, We'll give you about 12 minutes in total. So uh, now, before you do that, Maka, we should say that we'll be following up with an interview with the Greens candidate yes. straight after yourself. Yep. Uh, we've had a no-show again from the Liberal candidate. In fact, we've had a no response. Is that correct, Maka? That's correct. In fact, Colleen Harkin is out doing pre at the pre-polling booth. So anyone out there who's going to vote, ask Colleen why she doesn't want to come and talk to our community on Joy. Cool. Your 30 seconds starts now, Josh. Well, thank you and good morning to both of you. It's been a pleasure over the last three years to be the member for McNamara and to be a regular on the Saturday Magazine show. And my local member of Parliament. (laughs) And, yeah, and I hope that if I am re-elected, we can continue to talk about the issues that matter to our society. I'm really hopeful at this election that our country makes a decision to change course and to put an end to the lack of accountability, the culture wars, the negativity that was seen from Scott Morrison, uh, the lack of climate action. I think our country is ready for something more. I think our country is ready for something more hopeful and positive for the future. So we're staying humble and we're going to keep working as hard as we can until the final votes are counted. But I'm excited about what the future of our country can mean and hopefully we create a good, strong, progressive Labor government. I know this is about future focus, but give us your reflections on uh, federal parliament. How would you rate performance so far? Look, personally, it's a privilege to be a member of parliament, and I'm deeply grateful for the opportunity, but I don't think our parliament has represented the best of our country. And I think that when you think about the lack of accountability, the lack of transparency, the lack of integrity in politics, we need to lift the standard of politics up in this country. And I think that's why one of the biggest differences between what a Morrison government would mean and an Albanese government is a strong anti-corruption commission, one that lifts the standards of politics. I also think we need to respond and, and implement all of the recommendations of Commissioner Jenkins in the inquiry to set the standard of behaviour in our federal parliament. So I think parliament can be a whole lot better. Why do you think, Josh, uh, trans people have been the subject and the target of so much negative uh, comment, I won't call it debate. And what does that say about our federal government with regard to to trans folk? It's extremely 
frustrating and devastating. I think the trans community has been used as a political football at this election campaign. But my honest answer, Tass, is that I don't think Australians want to uh, to to demonise the trans community in the way in which the Federal Liberal Party has done. I, I don't believe Australians... Uh, I don't believe that reflects the views or the wishes of Australia. I think it's a cruel culture war being waged by Scott Morrison, and I think that that, frankly... Our trans community deserves so much better than that. They deserve better than a government willing to use them as a political football. They are Australians. They are, you know, like they are. They are us. They are part of our community, and and I'm proud of them. And I hope that uh, their future is one where they are not demonised in the way in which they have been, uh, but rather celebrated for being who they are. So you know us, you know um, who we are, and you know, <laughs> know a, Lucky, bit isn't our, <laughs> a bit about our community. What will be your top priorities for the LGBTIQ communities? And what will you do for our communities? And how can we expect to see you engage with LGBTIQ plus communities? Well, I've, I've found it to be one of the proudest parts of my job is to be able to be the, the federal member for McNamara, home to a big and proud LGBTIQ community and one that I really hope we can continue working together uh, side by side. I think the legislative priority is there are some exemptions in the Sex Discrimination Act that we need to update and we, we made some progress where we saw a, a coalition of people across the party willing to remove some exemptions from the Sex Discrimination Act but frankly we need to go further than that. We need to make sure that not only students are not discriminated against at schools but also teachers in their workplace are protected. So I think there's some legislative priorities that we need to um, we need to get cracking on and I think if we are to form a, a progressive Labor government then we will be looking to protect all people from discrimination and not looking to enable discrimination in this country. So Labor has said it will introduce a religious discrimination bill. You've talked about the Sex Discrimination Act. Those two pieces of legislation, both uh, establishing and amending, mm. they can coexist, can't Absolutely, they? Absolutely, Macca. And you know, it was absurd that the Prime Minister tried to make the country choose between protecting people uh, of, of faith from discrimination, of you know, protecting women who wear a hijab from being screamed at in the street, while also you know, making them choose where well, you either do that or you protect trans kids at school. I mean, it's absurd. You can do both. And a government who cares about the people of its country would legislate to protect all people from discrimination and they are not mutually exclusive it was scott morrison's absurd wedge that ended up wedging himself uh, we can we can legislate to protect all people from discrimination and that's exactly what an albanese labor government will do change of topic let's do it um what are your reflections on the media landscape mm. And what do you see as being the future for community media outlets like Joy 94.9? Oh, they're essential. You know, to have independent voices are essential. And Joy FM plays a role that, that not only empowers people, but uh, not only empowers people, but also... <laughs> also um, <laughs> Mac is, Mac, Mac is, distracting, Mac is distracting me at the moment, but not only empowers people, but also pull your shirt down. Um, <laughs> also, also, hang on, no, we need to this is, this clarify is, that my shirt says it's Joy ninety four point nine, not Joy. Uh, FM. Joy ninety four point nine. <laughs> Sorry, Mecca. Um, Joy Joy ninety four point nine. Uh, 
Joy FM is a very different thing, as Macca has reminded is. me. Of, Joy 94.9 empowers people. It, it, it provides a voice for the LGBTIQ community, which is essential. One of the things that I've spoken to Joy about is about advertising and government messaging through community radio stations. It's my understanding that the federal government hasn't been doing that through channels like Joy. I think that's short-sighted, and Joy FM provides a really important uh, part of it. Personally, I think that a diverse media is a strong media. And I think a concentration of our media landscape uh, is, is uh, it, it concentrates the voices. So I would like to see diversity and a strong and uh, sustainable joy, 94.9. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. Um, look, every party claims they want to represent all people other than some of the minor parties that just want to get a couple more people in their phone box. How can you represent everyone when millennials, for example... Uh, when you look at the figures and, and some anecdotal evidence that about 60% of millennials can't get into their first home, can't get mm. onto that yep. home ownership ladder. What do you want to do or, or to see happen you know, to improve that? This is, a, this is such a fundamental question. This is something I spent a lot of time on as a member of parliament. I wrote a piece called The Crumbling Australian mm-hmm. Dream uh, with the McKell Institute. If anyone suffers from insomnia, I'd highly encourage you to pick up a copy uh, but but ultimately Macca, this is a serious question of how do you you know like what do you have to show for your 40 years of working in this country and younger Australians are finding it really hard to get into the housing market there's a lot of factors one obviously the price of housing so we have to enable more people to get in uh, on lower and middle income especially to be able to buy their home, first home that's what the shared equity program is all about but it's also about secure work you know, how do you get a mortgage if you don't have a secure job? We have an increasing amount of people working in casualised industries and casualised work. We need secure jobs. We need wages to keep up with the cost of living. So uh, this, is, this is a huge amount of work, and I think the answer lies in a combination of secure work as well as making housing more affordable for all people, especially lower and middle-income earners. Tess. Thanks, Macam. Um, the next question is about integrity, and you've already committed to supporting an independent mm. corruption committee, um, or commission, I should say. But tell us, what are some of the issues around integrity that's actually uh, 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 got you to the position where you now support an ICAC? It's, it's hard to think of a government that has not only shut down debate but shut down accountability uh, more than the Morrison government. It's become almost... A, a a defining aspect of the Morrison government, and I think that governments don't governments should be afraid of, uh, or no, sorry, let me rephrase this. If if you're afraid, if you're a politician and you're afraid of an anti-corruption commission, then you shouldn't be in politics. And what we want to do is create a strong and independent anti-corruption commission, one that can look into whatever matters it sees are important to investigate in the public interest, matters that have happened in the past, uh, matters that are independent. You, you know, it's not good enough to say that only the executive can refer matters to these bodies. These bodies need to be able to look at any matter it sees uh, fit. It's also important that these matters, these bodies can hold public hearings to hold our political establishment to, a, to accountability. I, I, I really believe that this is going to be a legacy. If we are given the privilege of governing this country, it's going to be a legacy of a Labor government to, uh, to implement and introduce a strong, independent, anti-corruption body to lift the standards of politics in this country. Um, I know it's people's choice as to how they direct their preferences, Josh, yep. and uh, a lot of people do. Uh, make that choice. A lot of people actually follow the how to vote card. Mm. 
How are you advising voters to direct their preferences in McNamara and why? Good question. So uh, to, to run down, obviously the first thing is to, you know, we, we're asking people to give Labor your first preference. You know, we, we need... The Josh that they need to keep. In <laughs> yeah, keep Josh, the other Josh, the tall one. Uh, no, we, we want people to vote for the Labor Party. Uh, we want... Uh, we want thanks to the SMS who 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 sent that in. You know, we we want to establish a Labor government. If we don't win enough seats, then Scott Morrison will give him the first chance to form government. So the first message is 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 please make a change and be hopeful about the future and be proud about electing a Labor government. Then as you go down the seat in McNamara, Animal Justice is our number two, Greens three, Liberals four, Lib Dems five. Uh, the UAP six, a independent who belongs at the bottom of the ticket is seven, and then the One Nation brings up the ticket. Um, but obviously, that's just a suggestion, and people can number the boxes however they wish. Where, where do you put the libs? Sorry, I, I missed those. Li- liberals are at number four above the Liberal Democrats, the UAP, okay. a, a, a character, and then One Nation. Bit, bit of a left field question. There's a sure. couple couple of parties there that are putting candidates up that are national parties. Mm. I reckon there's a bit of uh, harvesting of money, considering how much they get for each vote, and the candidates are invisible. Is that a reasonable assumption, or something you don't want to comment on? Oh, look, it's a. I mean, I think I, th- I think democracy is better when politicians allow for a free democracy, yeah. and I think that. I think that it's up to each candidate. I, w- I would say it's astonishing one nation are running in McNamara. My understanding is the candidate lives in Brisbane and hasn't been to McNamara for Fantastic. quite some time. So, you know, that's their choice. But, um, no, we're serious about the seat of McNamara. Yeah. We, we need it to form government. And uh, I'm working as hard as I can to help make a better future for our country via a Labor government. Josh, you've got 30 seconds to uh, wrap up and yep. let our listeners know why they should vote for you. Well, thanks very much, Tass and Macca, for having me on and for letting me be a part of Joy 94.9 and Saturday Magazine. I'm really hopeful about the future of our country. I don't think Scott Morrison represents the best of our country. I think we can do better. We have a strong team that's outlined a vision for our country that tackles climate change, that looks after our older Australians, that makes childcare more affordable, that brings integrity back to politics, that makes that returns and invests in advanced manufacturing to make things and invest in Australian skills and capability. I believe that we can create a better future for our country, but it starts with changing the government. You change the government and you change the future of Australia. And that's what we're working towards. Thank you, Josh. Uh, and thank you for actually making the time to come in, as I know your, your Greens candidate is as well. If you want to step up, you've got to turn up. So thank you. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.